You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, I'm just going to put it out there. I have been looking forward to this next 60 Same. minutes of our broadcast. Really excited, too, about our next guest. She's a tech executive entrepreneur also, former CEO of Russia's largest e-commerce site. She oversaw global operations at the Priceline Group. She's an advocate for empathetic tech former COO at Compass, uh, settle into a comfy chair as we welcome Mayel Gavay. She is here to talk about the world of technology. Her book, Just Out, Trampled by Unicorns, Big Tech's Empathy Pro- Problem, and really, How to Fix It. I added the really. Uh, it's such a relevant topic, and she joins us on the phone in New York City. Um, Mayel, thank you. So delighted to have you here with Jason and myself. Welcome. My pleasure. Hi, Carol. Hi, Jason. So. Hi. We're trying to figure out where to stop, start because there's so much going on in humanity, humanity as it relates to technology. Maybe let's start with why did you want to write this book? What were you hoping you know, to get out there to the masses? What kind of conversation did you want to get going? I really wanted to have two really big conversations. I want to have a conversation about where we are right now because I felt like a lot of what I was reading in the media uh, or in books was extremely one-sided. It was usually um, saying either tech is amazing or tech is horrible. And I was reading all of that and saying, no, it, there's some good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. And I'd like us to have a really exhaustive view on where do we stand, what are the good things that happen, and what are the things we need to fix and really try to go to the, the core of why we have a deficit of empathy in the tech ecosystem. And then once we, uh, we align on how we got where we are and why, um, and, and, and why we are where we are, uh, then I wanted to really focus on solutions. I'm a, I'm a solution-oriented person. Right. I'm very optimistic in general. And I wanted to uh, have a conversation about what we can do. And we, being a very broad we, like we, the, the tech executives, the tech employees, that uh, the group I belong to, uh, having worked in tech for 15 years, but we as also as users, we as investors, we as governments and regulators, and I thought that there was a role for every one of us to play in really making tech um, a, an instrument to advance humanity even more than it has been so far. So let's talk about the deficit, if we can, the starting point, because, you know, what you point out in this book, we have all really seen, I feel like, come to the fore in a troubling way, especially over the past few years, even before I think we entered into this broader social and societal reckoning around inequality, we knew there was a problem in tech. How did we get here? Oh, that's a big question. Um, I think that we got here through a, a complex set of um, of things related to tech. I think uh, tech is very insular from a cultural perspective with very strong tribal myths. I talk in my book about uh, many of them. Uh, one of them is what I call the Steve Jobs syndrome. Uh, this idea that uh, to be a genius, you somehow have to be a jerk, like the two are kind of really related. Uh, this idea that technology is neutral, um, the the myth of perfect meritocracy, like if you raise throughout the ranks of technology, it's because you're that good at your job. And if you're not, this is because you're not that good at your job. And so that really created an industry which uh, in many aspects is very closed um, and 
has a hard time because of a lack of diversity, has a hard time to be empathetic to the rest of the world. And when you're not empathetic, it's, it becomes hard for you to really understand the impact that you're having on the world. So that's one very strong uh, very strong issue. The second one I've just mentioned it is the lack of diversity. Yeah. Uh, mm. Women represent less than a third of management uh, and tech roles in big tech uh, and racial minorities in general, less than 10% of management uh, and way less than 10% in techs, so tech, tech jobs. And then I think the last one is um, what I would call a lack of accountability. Um, and it's because we, we as, as tech people, we believe so strongly that we were on, our path, on the path to change the world that if there were some bumps on the road, if there were some mistakes made, it didn't really matter because we were working towards the greater good. And I think because of that, and then also the fact that the regulator didn't always understand what it is that we were doing, and I think the, the users got really... Uh, amazed by all the free services that they get, that, that they got, I think the combination of all of that created this environment where uh, tech companies could pretty much do anything they wanted without having to really be accountable. And that's obviously changing now, but I think if you combine this cultural insularity, the lack of diversity and the lack of accountability, you end up where we are right now. So somebody like, we've got about a minute or so left, and then we've got to do some news. We're going to come back and talk some more, um, Mayel. But so somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg, good, bad, how do you see him? Um, I think every person has some good and some bad. I think he's clearly a business uh, business genius and he's really strong at building a one-in-a-lifetime company. Uh, I think uh, to use the, the wording that one of my previous company, BCG, uh, used, there may be some areas for improvement mm. around empathy and connection to people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mayel, I have to tell you, the cover is phenomenal. It's so striking mm-hmm. and uh, really attention-grabbing. So congratulations Thank on you. that as well. <laughs> so let's talk solutions. Uh, what's the first step here? What's the easy, low-hanging fruit to try and be more empathetic when it comes to big tech? So given your audience, I want to start by saying I'm a capitalist at heart. I'm not advocating for empathy just because it's all going to make us feel good. I'm advocating for empathy because I believe it's good for business. Yeah. And, and in my book, I talk about a, um, a research, a study that was done that demonstrated that empathetic company, conscious companies outperform the S&P 500 index by a factor of 10. So it's, it is actually really good for business. Uh, now, what can be done? A lot of things can be done. It can be done by the leaders inside the company, like Satya Nadella at Microsoft. I think has been an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable model, role model uh, for what can be done in terms of putting empathy and basically people caring for people in everything you do, starting with the mission, the vision, the values of the company, and then continuing uh, with things like how do you recruit more empathetic people? How do you make sure that uh, you give them a voice. How do you change your processes, your decision processes, so that um, the impact that you're having, not just on your immediate customers, but also on the world around you, are actually taken into account. So there's ton of things that can be done. No silver bullets, but like a pretty long list. Um, and then it goes outside the, the, the leadership team or the employees. It goes to the boards and the investors, the yeah. public market, the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange, Stock Exchange have a huge impact on the way companies are being are being run. And then it goes all the way to the regulator, the media, 
the consumer. And so my book just basically goes chapter uh, chapter by chapters for every one of these stakeholders and just say, hey, here is 10, 20, 50 things that you could potentially try to do. Can every tech company be run this way, have empathy, and be successful? That is an extremely smart question. I believe that they all should do it that way. I think that for some of them, it's going to be a massive challenge because of the the culture they have inside and what it would mean in terms of changing their business model and the way they make money. I do believe, though, and again, I I, I quoted that, that study, I do believe that in the long term, if you want to build a profitable, sustainable business that is going to be still around not five years from now, not 10 years from now, but like 100 years from now, it's just you have to. It would be completely insane as a business leader to not uh, make sure that you care about the impact that you have on, on the world. But you well, know what I'm saying, right? Like, you just do wonder. Like, I I think Jason and I would, you know, handily agree with you that this is the way to do things. And I think younger employees care about this a lot more. But I just do wonder. I think it's going to be really hard. Look, I mean, the, the very honest answer is that I think among big tech, there are, some, there are some companies for which it's going to be painful but possible. Mm. I think there are some companies for which it's going to be incredibly difficult and they may not just have the resistance to pain and the will to make that happen, which, by the way, means that they may actually be forced in one way or another, again, either by the users, the advertisers, uh, which also are very powerful, or at the end of the day, the regulators. And I advocate in my book that, uh, I'd much rather for the industry to self-regulate. I don't. I live in in Russia and in China. I know firsthand what it is to have an overbearing government. I definitely do not want that. But at the same time, self-regulation has never worked in any industry. And so the challenge these days is really about finding the right balance. And I think we'll go faster to that finding that right balance if big tech actually takes accountability and really, really start thinking about how to put humanity front and center. Well, and Mayel, and, and you know better than we do that tech, especially here in, in 2020 and certainly over the last 10, 20 years, has really set the tone for so many types of companies, even beyond the tech sphere. I mean, we all look to Silicon Valley and its ideals in many ways for inspiration. Totally. Totally. I mean, they've been a transformative uh, driver of the world in general. So, And again, to start to to go back to what I was saying at the beginning, for good, for bad, and ugly. Yeah, I think we shouldn't completely discount the fact that they have actually uh, really, really helped millions, if not hundreds of millions, of people in many aspects of their life. So that's very positive. What what I want is to make sure that it continues that way, and all the negative impact that is being surfaced more and more is actually taken. I mean, taken under control again. Can I just ask you real quickly, uh, and something Jason and I have talked a lot about, TikTok, uh, just got about a minute or so left. I mean, the pushback against the U.S., is that a good thing? Does that make sense? Does Should we, should the U.S. be taking a stand on companies like this? Uh, so my general view is that the role of government is to give um, to give guidelines and not so much to be involved in a very specific deals. I think TikTok is, is just at the beginning. The dust hasn't really settled, so it's hard to have a definitive view on the final impact. I would, I would be very cautious, as I say, in having government going too deep into business, uh, into business deals because governments, at least in the West, don't really have a good track record 
on right. this kind of thing. And it's something we're critical about other governments when yeah. they're so involved. And here, and here we are. Otherwise. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. As you say, the, your experience in China and Russia has taught you that better than anything. All right, Mayel Gavate. Thank you so much. Congratulations. It is your launch day for this book, Trampled by Unicorns, Big Tech's Empathy Problem and How to Fix It. I think it's so telling that a book is out here in 2020 that has the word empathy in it. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. not productivity, not managing your time better, not success, but empathy. I think that's very notable. Yeah, I have not heard that, right? In all the discussions that we have, it's a very different way of thinking about but how an important you run. One. We hear about culture a lot, but empathy is a whole different level. And you're right, Jason. Very, very important.